Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Through the Keyhole, an OU fan podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Peyton Guthrie, uh, hitting the public feed with an interview series. Usually these are uh, paywalled behind your Patreon, which you can join for $4 a month. You get everything we do at patreon.com slash through the keyhole. I'm not joined by Alan, uh, Kenny, or by Matt Burden this week. And by the way, congratulations to Matt. If you haven't seen his socials, recently engaged to the longtime uh, girlfriend who does not know the difference between burnt orange and yellow. Ask him about the sweater. He'll know. Uh, But today we're talking about softball, and I have someone who's extremely active, extremely into the process. I like to hear it. Uh, We have Jackie Wins, uh, who was just constantly updating uh, Twitter spaces, all the time asking who's number two because we know who number one is <laughs> uh jackie how are you doing and by the way thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me on you know over here in new jersey i think we're getting a storm so you might see a little bit of wildness but overall really really well after our sooners swept the weekend uh, especially in the red river rivalry uh, type of matchup and and with coach white doing whatever he's doing uh it's really really exciting to to put a three game series together against a rival and where we're actually in two different settings um, yeah. be able to complete the weekend. Uh, I, I do want to talk very specifically about that, that, that Texas series and, and about coach white. What do you think is kind of prompting him to, to go after uh, Patty and the OU team in this manner? Do you think he truly believes it's like there's a stacked team? OU is doing something, you know, illegal in that point in time. Uh, or you think this is just saber rattling, trying to get his, his, his team kind of, to the challenge of, hey, they're Goliath, but we can play David still. You know, I think that there is uh, clearly an understanding that OU gets very big talent out of the transfer portal. Um, And I think that that could be theorized in many different ways, right? And especially when you're not from OU uh, and you are losing to OU, you can manifest that in multiple ways that you'd like. Um, But Patty's been in this game for a long time. Patty has a great and high integrity. Um, I think when he said it, he potentially he planned that. But really what I think is I think some true feelings came out and he stopped himself uh, and his media man just did not really edit it or see that maybe perspective. And then, man, it came out. um, And it's just I mean, you you don't. That's something that's so silly to say um, and can have huge ramifications. um, But we know Patty. So. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty taking the high road on that perspective and not wanting to to address it, you know, letting the play 
address that was great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that series. What was it like from your perspective watching that series and seeing OU being able to win in the multitude of ways that it was able to throughout that series? I mean, he was able to, you know, walk off on, on the last one to continue the home winning streak, uh, you know, blow them out of the water the first, you know, on one of the games, a little bit tight on the first game. Is it nice to see this OU team fight, I guess, or have to fight and then come out the other side a little resilient? Yeah, I mean, you know, we know that we have power, right? I mean, just you take one look at Haley Lee and you know we have power. Um, and the fact that, you know, you have Jada and all of that. What I think I like about the team is that they were challenged, right? They lost a lot of leadership last year, retained a lot, right? Grace, so on. Uh, but I think that they had to really figure out a way to pass that bat. And I think you saw that specifically in the first game um, a little bit. And along in the second game, that was just pure will, right? You saw some uncharacteristic things from them, mm -hmm. errors, so on. Um, and it really was a mind game at that point. You know, when are you going to put it together? When are you going to find that way to go from this huge motivational game, game one, where you were able to play up on that uh, and then carry it through, right? And that's a huge thing at the World Series, too. It's extremely emotional game after game um so i think that that was a bright side for us is that we were able to pull that out in the seventh inning do i want to do that no um not all the time that almost gave me a heart attack but i you know it, it's something to say that they are finding people step up and jada's done a great job tiari's done a great job grace continues um and many others on that team and and i really think that we are seeing this all come together uh, which is very characteristic as we continue forward we get better and that's why OU is scary uh, that idea, so early on in the season, I believe it's the UCLA team was kind of talking about, yes, we know this team's talented, we understand that, but they're not quite the monster on the giant on the block or the monster on the block in which they were the last few years. Uh, you know, this coming rich from UCLA, you know, multiple, uh, you know, uh, champion themselves recently, now coming against the most recent, you know, set of championships here. Uh, is that something you think the softball community or softball like a, uh, I'll, I'll stick with community at large is is thinking about this OU team of saying, hey, yes, they're talented, but they're gettable. Like we we can win, like we can do this. Or is that more of like a self-motivating talk of teams trying to work themselves up to play OU? So I think that there's an, a, an actual aspect of a compensating, right? When you're playing such a strong team like OU, you need to be able to go into the arena and believe that you can win because when you are going through this type of thing and you don't want to go into a game thinking, hey, I'm going to lose, right? Or this team's better. Um, you are dominant. You're the only other really brand university to ever 3P in, soft, in you know, women's softball. So it, it's something that you have to, you know, take on as a persona and hey i mean if you wear ucla across the your chest that is what you should believe um but i also think uh, you know that we you know we took advantage of their ace uh but they do they have a great ace what probably one of the best in the country uh but you know we just happen to best them in that area really interested to see where they go forward for Amo, that ace um took advantage of stanford this past weekend and, and really took it to them so you know we'll see where they go. I think that they're a women's college world series team. Um, and we'll see, you know, they took one from us last women's college world series. So see how that goes overall. Um, but you know, it, there is a tactic to it, but there's an also understanding by them that listen, this isn't the end of their season, but it is something to keep in mind that OU is this dominant. Uh, you did mention earlier on how OU has built themselves via 
transfer. So even before like the major portal, like, you know, atmosphere and culture that we live in now, transferring into this stuff has been something, especially for stick, stick sports, that's been prevalent through the history of them. Like I live in Durant, Oklahoma, and there's a, there's a baseball team silo that always does really well. And everyone's like, well, it's because they transfer in all the talent and yada, yada. It's, it's, it's always what happens. <laughs> that's just how it works in these, in these types of sports. But I do think there's a, a talent and a skill set to integrating these people in, integrating Alex in from Michigan. And now she's, you know, a great pitcher for OU and handling her business and working with the team. Um, how do you think Patty's able to do that? Do you think that's just a special sort of makeup, the culture that's been built over a decade plus that allows them to continue to absorb these people and never quite dip below the, the standard that's been set? Um, kind of walk me through maybe your interpretation of how OU is able to succeed in a portal when we see teams take in players and then they don't succeed for a myriad of reasons. One of the things that makes Patty Patty and, and her ability to change that her career was that she found a way to create a fundamental aspect of her program, whether that's in faith um, and leadership. Those are her two biggest pillars, right? And she's been able to find the athletes that can pass that baton well. She, she finds a spot for all of these transfers. Look at Haley, someone that you would look at, she could have fit in amongst all this talent experience. And she's just overall extremely, extremely versed in what she brings to the table. Um, along with the fact that, listen, faith is, is a huge part of their foundation and what they believe in and go through each day. And when you have that leadership, and it's not all coming from the coach, you can find those seams to actually integrate those transfer players. Uh, and so that is where she has been really successful. It was blasphemy, the fact that a national media podcast said that, hey, you know, we're unsure of, of the ability for, you know, transfers to blend in at OU at the top of the season, because that's the one thing we all know Patty does so well. Um, and so, you know, to her credit, her Patty's leadership is not just, you know, on the field and softball knowledge, uh, but has really guided this program to continuously cycle uh, leadership. So, yeah. That point of it, like that being able to cycle through leadership schedules and leadership kind of people and kind of rotate them through, you know, that is that foundation of faith and foundation that she has built within that culture to allow them to continue to churn. I mean, basically, I mean, OU is churning superstar after superstar at this point in time. It is almost a factory. I mean, it, it's Alabama football, you know, Georgia football at this point in time, kind of rotating through these players, but it still seems the same. That said, this team is winning differently i mean this team isn't we have a super superstar who is hitting a thousand home runs every game <laughs> this is happening in a much more like team environment have i, I know earlier on in the season OU wasn't quite run rolling everybody <laughs> straight through as they were in the past uh, do you think now after this texas series and being able to kind of definitely plant their flag and say hey if you're going to come and talk trash we're going to correct you like they have shown that now uh, do you think this is they are now the time where they're going to be hitting like their stride like fully and the mature within the season? You know, it's this is a softball's long, just like baseball, mm -hmm. right? And the aspect of the season is so long. Um, I think that we continue to see dominance. Uh, I do think that, you know, they're going to clean up in certain areas, right? We didn't enjoy seeing those errors. They were pretty uncharacteristic. So I don't see any huge red flags unless they continue. Um, but they are perfectionists in their own right. Um, and so they will be continuing to work. And Patty hasn't had a set lineup. So we're going to see things continue to change. 
um, you know, there's always a chance to where we can always falter a game or so. Do I see OU losing a series? No. Um, but them will be interesting in Stillwater um, with them down there. I, I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Uh, and especially right now, I know, um, you know, that OSU is playing Wichita State and they're currently down. So you just don't know with them either. Um, so I'm intrigued to see, you know, where we end up, but I'm overall excited to get to the big 12 tournament. I think that's somewhere where we need to capitalize one game, uh, when all go forward. And so, you know, I'd like to see us win that as well. Uh, but really the focus on, is on, you know, regional, super regionals and, and getting to the Women's College World Series. You, you mentioned Oklahoma State, and it's something that uh, has been kind of a bit of a topic, especially on your Twitter feed, uh, that hot seat of rotating who's number two. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously Oklahoma State currently is sitting there uh, as of uh, April 3rd that I'm seeing from ESPN.com. Uh, is that deserved in your point in time? I'm sure they're I'm sure they're more than deserving of the spot, but it does seem like it could be a rotation of any four to five teams. Um, do you think that is a level of strength for softball, or is that more of a showcase of potential weakness of the season? And OU is just the runaway at this point in time. I think in the top five teams, I mean, potentially they can all play each other and, you know, who knows how it'll go. I think that there's a gigantic gap between OU and the field. And I think that OSU and with my conversations with their softball fans uh, would probably say that there is a gap. They wouldn't say it's gigantic, uh, but, um, you know, that there is a gap. Uh, but if you were to put OSU and UCLA right now against each other, it, that would be a huge matchup. Uh, and also one series that we really need to look at is OSU and Texas. I mean, Texas... Yeah you know, fell to us, but they were nitty gritty. Those freshmen hit some bombs. Um, I really want to see that uh, to see, you know, really where OSU is, but, you know, I, I do think that the, the rankings in total have been sort of up and down, uh, but overall those top five outside of us, you can mix and match them. They're all great programs at the current moment. I do want to widen the scope just very quickly. Um, because it does have it in here. Softball is such a growing sport when it comes to media attention, be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, being promoted in the way that it is, getting the amount of eyes it does. Uh, in Oklahoma, kind of really leading the charge in that. And those games get viewerships. Those games get rating. And uh, Oklahoma, you know, Patty turning what is generally uh, a revenue negative sport into a, a you know a revenue positive sport. And now we just saw the uh, NCAA Women's Tournament Championship, you know, break tons of records, being the most watched, uh, I believe the most watched women's championship in like a 20 years or something along those lines. Uh, people watching that more than most of the men's games. Um, is this something that we're, you think we're seeing as an area of growth? Uh, I mean, obviously it's an area of growth, but is this more of just people finally giving women their due as athletes? And uh, do you see this trend potentially plateauing and continuing at this rate instead of peaking you know i softball is growing uh, it is huge it, it is the amount of people who are you know, really investing into softball the professional side is growing viewership is growing i mean you saw that with the women's college world series mm -hmm. uh, i know that today and in, in ohio uh, oklahoma sold out that entire place essentially within an hour that was oklahoma fans uh so 
it is all over the country, but it's not just Oklahoma fans, right? It's people who yeah. want to watch really amazing softball at its highest level. Uh, and I think that you're seeing it everywhere. I think you see it. I mean, there was multiple uh, attendance records broken this past weekend all over the country. I mean, we saw hours with the clear with clearly almost 9,000 fans and that was a huge number, mm -hmm. but it wasn't just us. And I think that what Patty has done is what pa Patty has set the standard, right? I think that she has shown what it looks like when you invest and you really stay with a program and build a program and believe in women's sports and to be honest that's also a nod to OU fans right because you can do what Patty's done but if you don't have that you know overall audience and people who want to invest uh, then that's an issue and to be honest we even have gotten Texas fans into their softball world with you know other football friends that we have and we say hey have you looked at this hour series yet and they go yeah no no whatever like you have to watch right um especially last year when Dolcini took it to us they really turned their heads and I think that what OU fans do well is that they don't just fan for themselves and, and we are a motley crazy crew, uh, but we also really try to ignite other fan bases and going into the SEC, which is a huge uh, softball yes. support conference, right? Um, I think it's a perfect match. I think we're going to see some amazing facilities, especially with our facility being brought up with loves. Um, and, and I really think that we are going to have a good time going there and, and the game will continue to grow. I think something uh, that's just kind of um, popped in my head here, just about the game itself. I'm trying to desperately Google uh, as much as I can. Um, yeah, okay, check, 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 got it. Um, it. It's just you know, as our society becomes very quick, very now, very quick. You know, we need to have things done. I need to watch them. Is that softball is in such a sweet, sweet spot for that? You know, NCAA softball, uh, according to this quick Google search, says games. Or duration of around two hours that generally means under two hours at that point in time when um you know the um mlb games around three hours two and a half now if the pitch clock you know college baseball is around three hours it, it's such a time sink and in time investment and hey chicks and dudes dig the long ball i mean that's what happened in softball too you're hitting dingers and they're going over the fence it's more it's more exciting and it's quicker and it's it's like this nice package of exciting entertainment that you can watch and then you know enjoy it and then still have the rest of your day instead of okay we're sitting out here for three and a half hours nothing's really happening you know <laughs> that type of a thing um do you think other teams and other, and other teams other sports can potentially look at what I won't necessarily say what OU has done, even though they are clearly leading the charge for softball, but what collegiate softball has done to try to market its product to say, hey, this is something that is enjoyable. It's something that's fun. You don't have these endless debates of so-and-so did a bat flip and now does he need to be arrested? You know, it's just, they're out there having fun and they're being extremely great athletes expressing themselves in almost unfettered joy and, you know, access. Is that something you think other college sports can look at to say, you guys need to be looking at what softball's doing and we need to figure out how to make these games better? Because like I go to an OU game, I love OU football. I will go to the many chance every time I have a chance to, but I'm not going to lie to you. It sometimes it is boring. It is like you're going all the commercial breaks, you're sitting there, you're watching somebody, you know, try to run a 40 yard dash for a free taco for a year or something. It's like, come on, let's play the game. Uh, what are some maybe some general thoughts on that? Do you think softball is that type of sports package is what other sports should be trying to achieve? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it was interesting that one of the broadcasters mentioned the fact that softball may, you know, that 
there eventually will be the uh, pitch cl- uh, clock as well in softball. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, and sort of that that's what they want. And that was interesting to hear from one of the broadcasters because I hadn't, I didn't really think about it. And I mean, softball is mm-hmm. pretty quick, especially compared to baseball. So to even have that part of it, what I think softball is great at is that they're not scared of adapting, right? They go at it with certain things. And let me tell you when those rules come about and there's voting and coaches have opinions on it, they have of course they do, but the game does evolve well. Uh, and so that's nice uh, in that aspect. But I think that if there are going to be, and I think that there's going to be pressure in many areas on sports that are quite long uh, because right. We do, we, we are moving to a more faster paced society. I think people want to go to a game, but they don't want to be there the whole entire day. Um, and they see this growth and success in softball. I mean, they've done such a good job, even with look at athletes unlimited, right. Um, with that whole rendition mm-hmm. of, right um and it's there is always continuous ingenuity and that is the beauty of softball and i think that if other sports organizations that are struggling can look and see that and not be as afraid to take those change and to make those changes and really take a step um to make their sport a little bit more attractive for the modern day eye i think it can be pretty cool but i also understand the traditionalists right that's their sport yeah um, so there is a beauty to that, uh, you know, so it's, it's a hard discussion, but hey, softball's growing. So we'll see. Yeah. The, yeah. The idea of it's a very great answer, by the way, to, to start that off uh, exactly what I was teeing you up. I was like, she's going to hit this out of the park and you did. So congratulations. <laughs> crushed it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I, I do think obviously the traditional list, but the traditional list of how the, how men's sports are now is only been traditional for like the last 10 years. I mean, just the amount of TV product. I mean, they are purely, purely TV products at this point in time. Softball, due to a lot of reasons still doing a growth sport, is still a sport first, mm-hmm. which I think men's team, like football, you know, uh, you know, basketball and stuff, it's become more TV product before sport. And it makes the sporting experience very disjointed, especially going to games and things like that, because it's, we all have to wait until the TV cameras turn back on before we can do before anyone can move, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, softball isn't like that. I mean, you have movement kind of happening uh, the entire time. There's stuff to see. Uh, and I really can't imagine a, a pitch clock for softball speeding it up even more. Um, I guess Texas couldn't technicality, the, you know, walk <laughs> themselves into another wind on technicalities. Uh, oh <laughs> that might be helpful. Don't get me into that. Don't get me there. <laughs> uh but I want to say thank you so much for this pretty robust, robust uh, conversation just about OU softball and, you know, women's sports in general. Um, it is something I you know, hold near and dear to my heart. I want to make sure that we have a chance and spaces where uh, everyone is able to be seen and express themselves, uh, especially in the era that, era that we live in. I mean, even just looking at the NCAA Women's Championship, um, even though I think the winner who won out, the coach is crass and, and you know, it's it's a villain, but sometimes v- villains win, you know, <laughs> and that's what happens. I think that's kind of a true testament of uh, the maturity of a sport sometimes is sometimes the team you want to win doesn't win and sometimes the villain wins. That's just what happens. <laughs> uh, uh, and that has nothing to do with LSU players. They played their heart out. They deserve every bit. It's just that coach. Not a big fan of the coach, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> The, the Ric Flair jackets are cool, but it's kind of whatever. <laughs> uh, but I want to say thank you so much for joining this. Uh, uh, you know, everyone listening, this was just purely just, I sent a Twitter DM saying, hey, would you want to come on and talk about softball on the podcast? Uh, I'm always surprised when anyone says yes or anyone ever says, yeah, I've heard about your podcast. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much about this. 
and where can everyone find you? This is going out publicly. We usually get about, you know, close to 20,000 people who listen to these. Uh, where can they find you? I know you've got the uh, Twitter space. When does that happen? Where does that happen? Tell us all the details. Sure. So you can always follow me at my Twitter, Jackie Wins. That's Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Wins, W-I-N-Z. All one word, essentially. And um, we do an NCAA softball. It's not just OU, it's all of NCAA. Um, and we do a weekend roundup every Tuesday. And that is at 530 Central, 630 Eastern. And you can just feel free on Twitter. Um, I do post it and you can listen to it on the computer. If you don't have Twitter, um, you can just search my name and Twitter and then you can listen to it. If you'd like to interact, you can also go on your Twitter app um, and interact and request to speak. Uh, but we really support all teams from all conferences to really uh, interact with us there because we don't want just an OU perspective. Uh, of course, there is an OU base there, uh, but you know we want to have some interaction and we want to grow the game and provide insight from the fan side as well. So that's where you find me. Awesome. Everyone, like and subscribe, follow Jackie. She always wins. Uh, but without any further ado, from myself, from Jackie, from Alan and Matt, who are not here, win the show how we always do. Boomer! Dooner! There we go. We've done it. We did it. No hesitation. Finally, somebody. <laughs>